You're good? I have the little green circles of recording. Fantastic. All right. Same here. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dapper Notes, the podcast where I share the behind the scenes and the making of all Dapper Notes and accessories. Today's episode is rather unusual. First of all, it's been a while. High Miss came out a long time ago, and then COVID rolled out to the rest of the world and then to the United States, and now here we are. So it's been a while since you've heard from me on the podcast because everything took a bit of a break. Second reason why it's unusual is because I'm going to need your help. So listen until the end for how you can help me. Third, and most importantly, this is not going to be a solo episode. If you're a regular listener, you know that normally it's just me telling the story of Dapper Notes, and that's just about it. Sometimes I'll add a a little bit of music in between, but it's just my talking voice that you get to listen to. Today, however, I have a lot on my mind, and I, I need to phone a friend for some advice. So, here with us, we have none other than Stuart Lennon. Stuart is a lover of stationery. He is one half of the 1857 podcast duo on which I personally appeared several episodes ago. Go give that and all the other episodes a listen. Stuart has been with Dapper Notes for many years and is also the sole distributor of Dapper Notes anywhere in the world. He is the proprietor of Nero's Notes in the UK, through which he distributes said Dapper Notes, and is the very first guest on this very podcast. And so, let's give a very warm welcome to Stu. Welcome to the sh- <laughs> Welcome to the show, Stu. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Anon. It's, uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Oh, so happy to hear that. I, I am not used to welcoming anyone to the show, and I really fumbled my way through to that with absolute pride. So there you go. You get to hear all of the fun behind-the-scenes mess-ups that I will leave on the show, because right now we're at a time where everything is just a little bit messed up. And it's okay, and we're all in this kind of situation together. And that is exactly why I called you today. Because of this unprecedented, unusual time, especially for makers and business owners. I've been closed for a long time, like I mentioned in the opening. I'm curious to know, how, how has Nero's Notes handled any of this? How did you have to react as a distributor with an online shop, have you seen anything changing? Well, it's um, uh, no surprise to anybody. Uh, yeah, it has been a little bit different, uh, he said, with a degree of understatement. Um, we experienced COVID, I guess, a little bit before the States. So Italy was a major hotspot. Um, I, I happen to know that because I was in Italy the day before it locked down. So Heavens. That, that worked out reasonably well. It was, um, I was on Friday, a friend of mine came down from Milan, which uh, really was the 
sort of hot spot within Italy, uh, to meet us for lunch in Rome, which uh, sounds very exotic, and it was great. And uh, chatting to him, he, he said he works in the travel industry, and he said to me, this, uh, this corona, uh, which is what we were all calling it at the time, uh, is, is going to be a lot bigger than people think. And so I nodded, and then hmm. my wife and I went and enjoyed our, our weekend in Rome. And we left on the Monday, and pretty much by the Wednesday, there were no more flights. Um, the, the virus was spreading very quickly, and uh, I think Italy was, was a little bit behind the curve. Um, but then lockdown began, and very quickly from there, the rest of Europe started following suit. Um, uh, Spain, France, Germany, Belgium, all these places. Uh, and the UK, which is now, I think, um, you know, the, uh, unfortunately, the, the place with the second highest death count, I think, uh, as we record. Um, now, I live in Cyprus. So um, right. for anybody who doesn't know, Cyprus thinks it's European uh, and is part of the European community. Um, <laughs> but we are 50 kilometers from Syria. So it gives you an idea where it's a little island in the eastern Mediterranean. Uh, south of Turkey, uh, west of uh, Syria, Lebanon, Israel, that, that sort of neck of the woods. Uh, so it's summer here. We're all very hot, uh, which may be working for us. I don't know. Uh, and we've been really, really lucky. The, the count here is very low. It's in the hundreds of infections. That's incredible. Uh, and deaths are... Um, I don't want to. I don't want to miss misspeak, but I think it's around twenty five, something like that. Wow. Tiny numbers in comparison to those that we're seeing around the world. Um, our lockdown here has been pretty severe um, for uh, say nine weeks. Um, I've only been allowed to leave the house once per day. Uh, to do so, I have to send a text message. Uh, and it has to be for a specified reason, whether that be a medical thing or to go groceries shopping. Get to the grocery store, uh, your temperature is taken, you have to wash your hands, you have to put on uh, plastic gloves, uh, and you have to wear a mask. So that appears to have worked reasonably well. Uh, so here for me in Cyprus, it's been, uh, it's been surreal, uh, but I don't think it's been as visceral an experience as, as some people. Uh, have, have had in the sounds UK. Very, sounds very interesting. You you started off by seemingly being extremely unlucky by being in an epicenter that was raging as you were hanging out there, but then ended up coming back just in the nick of time to probably one of the best countries that you could come back to to handle the quarantine time. Because it sounds like unlike most other places in the world, like the UK or the US. They're handling it really, really nicely by you. So there are not a lot of cases. You're staying healthy and you f hopefully feel a little bit safer than you would be if you were in the UK right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, in many ways, this is going to sound strange, but we're quite fortunate in that my wife is unwell. Um, I know that sounds strange. Sounds, but my, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my wife in Rome, actually, uh, had a really sore back uh, and she was complaining of back pain but 
we, we were doing a lot of walking, as you might expect in a place like Rome, uh, just, you know, seeing the sights. And as the day wore on, the walking would loosen up her back and, and she felt better about things. But it got progressively worse. And the day we flew back, uh, I had to get assistance at the airport to move her around because her back pain was, was just so horrible. Oh, no. And pretty much since we got back, she has either been in bed or in hospital. Um, she's had uh, a major operation on her spine, which she had about four weeks ago. Um, and the, the sort of recovery time from that is anything up to six months. Uh, she's still largely bedbound. So regardless of COVID-19, um, I wasn't going anywhere anyway. Uh, right, you're at home this help. whole time. Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, my, our, our personal quarantine started a little bit before the, the national one. Um, and, I, you know, as I say, in many ways, that was a stroke of luck because it took us completely out of harm's way. Uh, we're very lucky in where we live. We live in a rural area. So, um, you know, I have, a, I have a big fence around my yard and it's, it's my, my domain. None shall right. enter. Um, so the only time we've been at risk is, is when I do the weekly grocery shop. Uh, and as I said, the you know, precautions are in place. Uh, and surprising to me, at least, the Cypriots have been very, very compliant. I haven't seen sort of uh, huge pushback against the measures uh, or people flaunting the measures. Uh, I'm sure some people right. have, but it, it's been it's been largely well observed. So I think that has really helped us here. Well, not like we have here in the U.S., where a large majority is protesting without reason. Uh, absolutely, there was there was a fantastic um, picture on Twitter uh, last week of somebody wearing a Pokemon suit um, and carrying an assault rifle, <laughs> protesting wow. so that protesting that um, you know he should be able to. Uh, do whatever he please, you know. Play Pokemon, presumably. Well, I guess. Um, I'm not sure. I've never played Pokemon, but is an AR-15 strictly necessary for Pokemon? <laughs> Seems a little extreme, but hey. We'll continue to stay away. Mm. In the UK, which is right. actually where all of our distribution uh, happens, then... Um, the, the person that actually does all the work at Nero's Notes is Claire. Correct. And um, she lives um, in, in Wiltshire, which is, oh, how do you describe Wiltshire? It's maybe 90 minutes west of London, something like that. Um, so uh, Stonehenge, there you go. Most people know where Stone, well, know of Stonehenge. Of. Break. Very close That's the only that. reference I got so far. I know London, I know Stonehenge. I don't know the distance or the relationship between the two. They're both in they, the UK. Yeah, it's like yeah. Said, about an hour and a half west. Still in the south of the country. Um, lovely part of the world. Uh, we have an office that is, uh, I suppose, five minutes drive, 15 minutes walk from, from Claire's home. Uh-huh. Um, so as the UK started reacting, and, uh, uh, you know, they started having daily press conferences, much like the state. Uh, they introduced their own lockdown. And in sort of fairly standard, I suppose, political 
discourse, uh, the message that was was verbalized was very straightforward. Um, it was uh, stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. So very straightforward, stay at home. The documentation, the releases onto the websites, the guidance for businesses said, go to work if you can. So there was an immediate, whoa, there was lots of stuff on the news where uh, you know, police were stopping people traveling. What are you doing? Where are you going? And Claire, Claire and I spoke and Claire was concerned. You know, what happens if I get stopped? And I sent her the text from the government press release and said, okay, look, you read it. I read it. Let's, let's talk about it. And it was very straightforward. And it said, look, if, if your business can continue uh, with no risk to either its customers or to its staff, then you should continue because the world will, can, will need to, to, to rebuild. We, we need an economy at some point. However, if there is any risk, work at home. And if you can't work at home, then consider whether maybe you can suspend. And we in the UK, there are lots of measures. There's a furloughing. So the government has undertaken to pay 80% of the salary of staff who are furloughed. Uh, the only rule being that they, they may not do any work for your company at the time, and the government will pay 80% of their salary, which is you know, it's a fantastic level of support. Yeah, we don't have that here. But we, you know, Claire and I talked about it. Our office, uh, which is her office, uh, is self-contained. It's within uh, an office block, but it's its own space. Uh, everybody else within the unit um, was not working with one exception. We had a haulage firm sort of, you know, uh, down, down a floor and along the corridor. They were, clear, they were very, very busy. They're one of the businesses that would, um, you know, see, see COVID-19 as having been very good for business because they are shipping stuff all over the country all the time. Mm -hmm. They were working, um, but nobody else was. So Claire was able to go to work without actually seeing anybody else. She can close her door. Uh, and she's in her own space controlled entirely by her. So she was comfortable to go in uh, as and when. You know, we decided that daily dispatch, which is what we would normally do of, of customers' orders, uh, wasn't uh, necessary and presented it perhaps a, an unreasonable level of, uh, of risk. So she would go in once or twice a week uh, and dispatch orders for customers. We communicated that to customers and they were very understanding of it. Um, and we've continued largely in that vein um, without any touchwood uh, issues at all so far. We've had to amend our shipping policies a little. Uh, so we do carry some items that require parcel post you know, some sort of uh, specific packaging. And that would involve going to a post office. And we, for the time being at least, have suspended going to the post office. Uh, Claire can go and can socially distance and join a queue with you know, six feet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But better, we thought, easier. Let's just not do that. So if a customer does order something along those lines, we just send them a mail saying, look, we can't send this to you right now. Either we can just give you a refund and let's, let's talk again when things calm down, or we will dispatch it for you as soon as we feel comfortable going to the post office. 
And again, that is fantastic. Is it sounds very, like very, very reluctant. It sounds like overall, you've both on a personal level and from the business, from the Clara side, you've been thankfully healthy throughout all of this. And you're taking the healthy precautions like any level-headed person should and would do during this time, which is great to hear. And you've minimized the amount of time that you go outside, both personally and for the business. But you're still able to keep things running just with, you know, with the flame turned down a little bit. You're going in infrequently. You're still shipping some orders. You're not shipping all products. But Nero's Notes is still marching on. There are still orders coming in. There's still packages to create, shipments to send out. So far, the business is somewhat as usual or as, as usual as it can be during this time, right? Absolutely. I, th- I think we've been very fortunate uh, in where, where we happen to be located and how our sort of work schedules have been working in the past fits uh, very well. Claire has always uh, designed her own hours, so she decides when she wants to go to work and when she doesn't. Um, we, we allow the customer experience to drive that, and Claire fits her life. Uh, you know, she's a mom. She, she's got uh, the wonderful Molly to look after, and that's her first priority, and we, we fit the work around that. So um, then bringing in a whole new set of considerations with social distancing and hasn't actually been, uh, it says touching wood feverishly, uh, has not been an issue. Uh, and the work that I do is, has always been remote. So um, nothing has changed for me per se. Um, other than, you know, I'm doing quite a lot of nursing <laughs> on the side, which has right, right. replaced the things that I would be going out to do. So, um, yeah, we've been extremely fortunate. I don't think it's been quite so easy for you, has it? No, it hasn't. Thank you for segueing into that. Uh, it's, it's been quite the opposite by me. You know, I have a lot of this same type of luxuries. So it sounds like in theory, I should have been okay. I have a very, very short distance to my office. In fact, it is in my house. (laughs) So I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to leave. I ship products from my own place. You know, my family was staying at home. We started quarantining from very, very early on, uh, staying away from everybody else. But I still put everything on pause. And you are right. It has not been easy at all for the last couple of months. I have not been silent um, and I've shared a lot of information with uh, people who are following Dapper Notes, people who are subscribed to my email list. But I haven't said anything on the podcast. And I don't remember how great uh, of a detail that I share about what's been happening. So here's where we've been. To start, at the beginning of March, similar to your situation, Stu, where you were in a hotbed of. <laughs> The, the outbreaks, I went to a wedding, to a family wedding, not far from my home. And one of the individuals who spread COVID to a massive percentage of people in the New York area, a lot of cases are linked to this individual, was at an event days prior where the maitre d' attended and got infected by this individual. The wedding that I went to a few days after that had the same maitre d'. And when we found out that that was the case and that 
that in particular Mater D was infected, we immediately decided to self-quarantine. At that time, this was early March, the United States was not taking it seriously at all. And we were, we were one of those um, families where everybody was looking at us like we were crazy and just completely dismissing the precautions that we were taking. There's a holiday that happens right around that time of the year, a Jewish holiday, where one of the things that you do is give packages of food to friends and family. You literally go to dozens upon dozens of people, you give them prepared food, prepared drinks, and it's a big celebration that we share at that time. And for the very first time, we decided to not participate in that particular tradition. We were not giving out any packages to anybody because we were afraid that we might have had COVID in our household. Well, as it turned out, we ended up getting infected. My wife um, got hit very hard and had tested positive. And a few days later, I also ended up feeling unwell. I couldn't breathe. I stayed in bed and I was bedridden for about two weeks. So I clearly got infected with COVID, but I never got myself tested. I didn't because the United States had at that time a shortage of tests. My wife got tested positive. I was presumed positive. I was feeling all of the symptoms. So even though on paper, I don't have anything that said I had COVID, I know I did. Matter of fact, wow! Now, right, it's so so definitely not easy. And and right around the time when um, my wife got it, I immediately shut down the store. So the first measure that I took was to put up a post, put up an announcement, send out an email, put out social posts, and basically at every area that I can, note that everything is on hold. I am not sending out any orders. And the Bookhead Club will resume sometime in the future. Don't know when. As a matter of fact, I still don't know when it's going to resume. And that's the, the big question that we're going to get to on today's episode is, when should it resume? So here, here are the facts that I'm dealing with and what I've been struggling with all along and why I need you, Stu, as a friend to try to help me figure out what to do. So. To start with, I never got tested, so I don't know for a fact that I've had COVID. At the same time, my house had COVID inside, and it takes time for the virus to go away, and that is why I made the decision to not ship out anything because I did not want to infect any customer. These are handmade goods. These are shipped by me by hand, and even if I would put on masks and gloves, I still didn't feel comfortable doing that, so everything was on hold. I felt that I was pretty much recovered by mid-April. So this is an entire month from the time of recording. Entire month ago, I felt okay. And I was perfectly fine by the end of the month. So about two weeks ago, there was no question that I was fully recovered. However, I did sign up to get an antibody test, which is something that is recommended for those who have had the disease to go and get tested for antibodies. And if you had developed antibodies, hospitals are asking for major plasma donations because it helps those who are in the trenches recover quickly if they use your plasma um, with those patients. So I got the test for antibodies, and it turned out that 
I don't have antibodies. It was negative, which can mean many, many things. So the worry is still lingering in the background. Again, I never got tested in the first place. I never knew if I had it for sure, even though I felt it. But I also did not develop any antibodies, which means I may have had the disease still in my body about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I spoke with some people who understand how viruses work. I have some, I don't, I don't know what the medical term for their profession is, but um, there is a friend of the neighborhood who deals with this particular thing, and he said, the way the antibodies work, usually a body will develop them, and that's what a shot is supposed to do, so that you will be immune to them in the future. Some people don't necessarily develop antibodies, and what happens is your T cells will attack the disease and get rid of it without allowing you to develop antibodies. That's just what happens to some people. And it's very possible that that's what happened to me. It is also possible that since there's a very high false negative rate on these tests, it's also possible that I just had a false negative. So I'm right now in a situation where I feel recovered for a very, very long time. The science on this particular disease is really not super clear. Nobody knows for sure what the case may be, whether, you know, I've had four weeks of recovery. Am I perfectly okay? Is creating something in my house okay? What kind of precautions do I have to take? In theory, I can go outside and I have been going outside to shop with precautions, with coverings. And I've been going to the supermarket and taking out, you know, taking walks with my kids. But I still don't know if I feel comfortable enough creating a product with my hands that I'm touching that eventually will end up in someone else's hands and they'll be holding and touching it as well. I don't know how the disease works. I don't know if my customers, if people who use Dapper Notes will feel comfortable holding the notebook and using it if they knew it was created in this particular environment. And I'm curious to know, with all the facts that I've presented and everything that I've experienced and the state that I'm now in, fully okay, 100% feeling fine, but still not knowing if scientifically everything is correct, would you feel comfortable receiving a shipment of Dapper Notes to Nero's Notes and then using one of them? Would you feel confident in that product being okay and that it won't transmit a disease to you? Right. Okay. So the first thing is, I think, think we need to clarify, both you and your wife are now fully recovered. 100%. Fantastic. Well, that in itself is great. That's what you didn't mention before. Everybody is And we know, both of us, that that's not always been the case for everyone. Correct. And we have been for some time, without question, for at least three weeks, we've been okay. Sure. And now, as I understand, uh, again, I I agree with what you're saying. There's an enormous amount of guesswork going on. Correct. And generally, what we have to do is pick and choose whose guesses we think are the most informed. (laughs) Right. uh, I'll give you a clue. If if it's got an orange face, probably don't listen to it. Um, <laughs> right. We haven't injected any uh, questionable things into our body. Worry not. Good decision, I think. Good decision. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as I understand how the virus works, then 
uh, it can and does survive on surfaces. And the way that uh, people have been transmitting it to each other is, you know, from one surface to another. So it may, it may come from a cough onto a hand or onto a door handle, to a table, to something, right. uh, which, which the, the, the next person then touches. The virus itself does not survive very long in the air, moments, I believe, um, but can last for up to a day or two on surfaces, depending on what surface it is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the, the first thing that I, I did was that when I went uh, shopping, I came home uh, and anything that, that needed to be refrigerated because it was quite hot here, uh, I just wiped it down with, uh, with some antiseptic. Um, and anything else, simply I left it outside the door for a couple of days. Interesting. Just on the basis that, okay, it's not going to do any harm. And I believe that any virus that has survived would, in fact, die. Whether that's true or not, eh, we'll probably both know in three or four years. Right. Um, like, likewise, anything that we've had delivered into the office, you know, we know that it has left uh, its manufacturing point X days ago. Um, we know that it's possibly been sitting in a, in a warehouse for why days who knows but something that we know has been freshly made we would say okay right that was made three days ago it was shipped so five days ago it, it's now five days old what we're going to do is put it down we're going to leave it here for a couple of days uh knowing then that it's been seven days since this has been in any environment where it could have had anything nasty so we know that the virus when i say no i'm, I'm putting big air quotes around right hoping and assuming. <laughs> Yeah, uh, then we, we feel comfortable that that stuff is clean. Likewise, for our own protection, uh, the, the Nero's notes office is always sparkling clean, and I suspect now, uh, much like everyone else, everybody is feverishly cleaning everything. I can't, oh, yes. I, I'm the most unhygienic person ever in my normal life. Now, <laughs> I honestly, I have never known myself clean things, including myself quite so frequently. My hands, I had to start buying a high-powered moisturizer because the skin was dropping. I was washing themselves. Oh, no. Um, well, you know, my concern was I was, I was you know, administering medication to my wife, <laughs> having to give her shots and stuff. I'm thinking, oh, well, I, I, I need to be cleaner than clean. Um, so personally, uh, if, if there was a shipment coming from, from, from Dapanote, I would have no problem, no issue with it. Um, we would take our normal precautions. So when, when the box arrived, we go, okay, great. That's the dapper stuff. We'll leave that side for 48 hours. Um, just as an extra level of precaution and to know that we had done all that we could. In terms of your, you know, your personal feeling and, and condition, I think scientifically, we all have a new reality. The virus is not going anywhere. Correct. It, it may die its natural death as the summer comes in the northern hemisphere. We may find that uh, it doesn't last as long, that it disappears, that it just, as viruses are wont to do. Uh, but again, people who sound as though they know what they're talking about suggest that it will be coming back in the fall. Correct. Uh, whether it comes back more virulent, less virulent, who knows? But it's still going to be around. And therefore, we all uh, 
psychologically as well as uh, based on fact, we, we're all looking at the world a little bit different. So, you know, I think it will become much more normal for us to be a lot more pernickety, hygienic, uh, concerned about these things. You know, our workspaces will probably be cleaner next year than they were last year, I'd suggest. And there is a reasonable level of precaution that, that we will want to take regarding anything that is, is touched by humans. And I think you've already outlined how you would see that working uh, in terms of, you know, gloves and uh, antiseptic and materials. Right, partially, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that most people would be happy with that. However, I'm not most people, I'm me, and I can only speak for me. And I think your approach is, is the correct one, is to say, look, this is, this is where I am, this is, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Um, you, customer person, you, you decide what you're comfortable with. I know you don't want to send anything out that you, you feel may endanger someone. I wouldn't want to either. Um, but it, if you are feeling comfortable and confident, then you explain to people what you're doing and you let them make the decision. You know, people are smart. People know what they want to do. Our experience here uh, in, well, I say in the UK, I'm not in the UK, but you know what I mean. Experience here is that customers are, uh, on the whole, very, very uh, straightforward and they value and appreciate honesty. And the, the more straightforward we are with them, the more comfortable they are uh, making their own choice. Absolutely. What, sure. have, what have you done on that front? How, how have you been open and honest with the customers? Uh, we've, we've written a couple of posts uh, just explaining uh, how we're working, why we're working, you know, that we are maintaining uh, the social distancing and that we are predominantly working from home and that we are taking precautions around our, uh, our working environment and space and we are taking precautions around stock. Yeah, so um, I've been doing something very, very similar on, on my own website where in the very post where I announced that I was taking a break, I every couple of days when I had an update to make, I've been also adding updates saying this is where I stand, this is what's going on. Obviously, it's a little bit different because I'm not sending anything out yet, but mm -hmm. you are 100% correct. Being transparent and setting expectations is the best thing that anybody who's running any sort of business can do because that obviously develops trust. And at this point in time, there is nothing more valuable than trust. The reason why we're holding this conversation today is because I want to have to continue to have that level of trust with everybody who enjoys Dapper Notes. I want to make sure that we trust one another. You trust that I'm trying to do the best that I can by you and that and that you will feel comfortable with whatever decisions are being made. At the same time, I don't know if I'm so happy saying, you know, here is what I'm going to do. You make your own decision when it comes to subscribers. See, if it was individual purchases, and I would say, here's a situation, you decide if you want to make a purchase or not, that's fine. That puts the onus on whoever's making the purchase, and they get to make that call every single time they press that button to complete a purchase. I have subscribers who are expecting to get a notebook and already missed one last month. It was supposed to come out in April, but they're expecting to get one, and they will automatically get one when the next edition is available. I'm not, I don't see a way where I can give a choice to those customers 
to not get it, to skip it. They would want to hopefully get that edition because that's why they sign up for the Bookhead Club to get every single edition. And so there is really no point of choice over here. How how could I even handle doing this if I don't have a hundred percent consensus from everybody who at least from everybody who is a subscriber to the Bookhead Club? Do you, do you see where I'm coming from? For sure, for sure. And I mean, I think um, yeah, asking the question uh, creates the obvious problem: is that you might get the answer, and, and you right. might, and you might not get the entire answer. In fact, you and I would probably both say you're not going to get every subscriber responding. They're, Correct. People have other things that they're doing. Uh, they might not be, be checking that, that channel, that email, what, whatever. So you're never going to have 100% certainty. Um, you, you could look at this, I think, really then goes to, to, to your own concern and your own feel. You, you could look at double packaging. So you can have, uh, you can have the, the books sealed um and then that sealed unit inside another envelope or, or packaging that has a note and that note says the book that's in here has been handmade by me with all due precaution etc 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 um but you know i i'm not going to be offended if you if, if you send it back to me unopened saying do you know what i'd rather not do it um uh-huh. uh, you know, I don't want to say open at your own risk because I don't think there is a risk. Right. <laughs> but that, we're bored. That's sending the wrong message. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's sort of, you know, it's your choice to, to take this. And I understand that you, given COVID-19 and, and what it's done to our world, you, you may be reticent about that. And that's your right. And I wouldn't want to, to steamroller it. Um, I, I think if you were to, to ask us, and you are through this very medium that we're recording now, Correct. Um, my estimation based on Nero's Notes customers is that 100% will come back to you and say, listen, um, you, you do a great job. Um, we're shocked to hear what you've been through. We're delighted that you and your wife are feeling better, and we would absolutely love to support you. The, I hope so. The, the customers that have been spending money with Nero's, um, you know, I've been saying to people, look, I appreciate Everybody is unsure of, of their financial future. I understand that you, you might not be able to, um, in, uh, to say fritter is, is to overstate it, but notebooks are not one of life's uh, essential. Right. We, we can all <laughs> live without a notebook. Um, oh, and, depends and on the person. Like, I, I have to say, yeah. sometimes it does feel like it is really, uh, you know. Something to hold on to, for sure. Um, yeah. But, and, you know, customers have been really good and come back and said, look, you know, we, we want you to survive. We want the business to still be there mm-hmm. um, because for your business or mine, it doesn't take an enormous sway in numbers for it to become uh, problematic. So um, I think you, you can ask customers and that will give you a degree of comfort. Um, you will take the precaution because uh, the sort of person that you are. Um, and all the science would suggest that there is no risk anyway. Right, right. For sure, there's a risk that the the mailman might might uh, infect something. But, but the, then there's something. no end to all of the precautions that we're taking, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah. I do have a little bit of a plan that I want. I would like to suggest here. Um, I will obviously, if I start making them again, will clean surfaces, have gloves, 
mask on when I'm sewing because my face is right up to the notebook. I will take the proper precautions with making the notebook. I'm also thinking that while I do that, after I'm finished packaging notebooks completely and put them into the envelopes for shipping, I write the date that it was packaged on that envelope and don't send it out for a few days, meaning a delayed shipping system. So something like that where I do take precautions, and this is, this is really what I intend on doing if people feel comfortable with me continuing the upper notes. I will take precautions, obviously, with creating the notebooks in the first place as much as possible within the environment that I'm in. And I will add to that this delayed shipping measure that will help the recipients, who, especially those who live close to me and get the package the very next day, feel comfortable in knowing that the package has been sealed for several days, any potential lingering virus, if there was any to begin with, should be okay and gone by now because after several days in a sealed environment, they get eliminated. Absolutely. I mean, the, it's what we do is all of our notebooks, all stock from all over the world goes into plastic boxes and we leave those plastic boxes on shelves. That's our, our shelving system. It's, it's not very high right. tech. I've seen the photo. Um, it looks great. But, you know, everything goes in there for a couple of days. So you, you have something similar, let's, let's suggest. You, you put your books as made in the, the wonderful packaging that you already do for them. They go in there, they go there for a couple of days, and then a couple of days later, you maybe put them in envelopes, seal the envelopes, put them somewhere else for a couple of days. You can, mm -hmm. you know, you can double up and demonstrate that you've taken absolutely every precaution possible. And Ultimately, as customers, you know, we, we all have the right to go, do you know what, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to open it this month because what's happened. I can't imagine that anybody would feel that way, but they have the right to do so, um, should they want to. It's, well, uh, COVID has shaken everyone. And it's easy for us, as you say, you know, you and I could probably work each other up into a lather of precaution. But um, in the final analysis, You've looked at the issue very carefully. You've taken advice. Uh, we both acknowledge that advice is, is advice. It's never a fact. Not yet, um, at least. No, not yet. But doing those things, taking those precautions, makes the huge difference to people because people are thinking, okay, you know, I, I suppose the argument comes down to the final point. You may step onto the street and get run over by a bus. Stuff happens. <laughs> right. However, you cannot, for that reason, never leave your house. Correct. Uh, we, we have to start engaging with the world again because we all want to enjoy life. That's what we're here for. So um, it sounds to me like that would be a very, very sensible, uber-safe uh, approach. And customers, I think, in these, these difficult times will appreciate it. I hope so. I mean, the, the reason why we're, we're having this conversation today in the first place is because I feel like it's time. I feel like I can do this. And the only measure of concern I have is the recipients, those who are subscribers, who might be afraid knowing the situation. And so if you're a subscriber and listening to this, um, I will be sending out an email to all subscribers directing them specifically to this episode in this conversation because writing this all out is going to be near impossible. Please reach out to me um, and feel free to reach out to Stu if, if you'd like that and tell him he is right or wrong or you know share your opinions. But 
please do share with me at least how you feel about me continuing making Dapper Notes once again. I do want to give a sneak peek since it's been so long and we've waited. I've never done this before, so I'm going to tell you about what the next edition is going to be of. You know this already, Stu. I switched jobs in January. As a matter of fact, we mm-hmm. talked about it on the episode that I was on in 1857. For sure. Fun time. Uh, the previous job I was in is a camera shop called Adorama. And while I was there, the head of film, which was part of our YouTube arm, produced a fantastic short film called New York Rhapsody. It's black and white. It follows three creatives through New York City on their journey through the day. It's something really, really beautiful. And it plays to Rhapsody in Blue is the soundtrack that the, the, it's basically a silent film with just rap, uh, Rhapsody in Blue playing through. Mm-hmm. And it went to film festivals. It won a lot of awards. And they asked me to design the poster for it. So the poster for that film was something that I created while I was on the job at Adorama. I did it as a personal favor. And it's a drawing that I am immensely proud of because it was the first painting that I've done, even though it's digital, was the first painting that I've done in many, many years since art school. And I did go to college for painting specifically. That was what I got my degree in. So since art school many, many years ago, it was the first painting that I really, really felt proud of, that I really, really enjoyed. And I was hoping to release that design on a notebook in time for the digital release of this film. I missed that deadline. The film, New York Rhapsody, is available on YouTube on Adorama's YouTube channel. I highly recommend you go check it out. And you will get a sneak peek of what that looks like because the thumbnail of that video on YouTube contains part of the design that will be on this notebook cover. So I'm very, very excited to continue making it. And I have it in hand. I've had it in hand since March. This, these materials have been waiting. They're stuck in the closet. They've been sealed away which is something that I've done from the, from the get-go, and I would love to start making them again soon. So if you're listening to this and you feel strongly or not even strongly, you just feel one way or another, whether it's okay for you to receive them or you really feel like you're not comfortable and you don't want me to do that again or yet, please send me an email, DM me, send me a message, and let me know your thoughts. I would really, really appreciate it. It would be very, very helpful. And I I want to thank Stu so very much for being a sounding board for me today. I don't know if I could have had this conversation as a monologue because this is not something that is a monologue. It is de facto a conversation. It's not at all about me. It's about you, the recipients, one of whom is Stu. So thank you so very much, Stu. I really, really appreciate you joining me today. You've been tremendously helpful in talking uh, this through. Uh, you're very, very welcome. And I've got at least three things to say. One, that <laughs> notebook sounds awesome. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait to get hold of that myself. You're doing a three-pin plug on here. I love this. <laughs> I am. The second is uh, I've clearly got to go and spend some time uh, looking on YouTube. Um, <laughs> we will, uh, of course, echo your notes. So to people who subscribe to Dapper via Nero's notes, we will send... Uh, that email out to those guys too uh, thank you so that we can get feedback from everyone uh and three look uh let's not lose sight of the fact that that you and your wife have been through what must have been a really really scary experience and i'm so happy that you've come through it um unscathed uh and that you're both well again and and ready to 
to get back on with all the wonderful things that you do. Uh, that's, yeah. That really, really is fantastic. Thank you so very much. I'm, I'm very happy to, you know, be through the end of it. And I wish the same to you and your family and your wife a quick recovery and that you may not have to be a nurse anymore. As much as you enjoy cleaning yourself, uh, I hope you don't have to do it for much longer. That is my best wish for you and for your wife. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. We, we both appreciate it. All right. And while you're listening here, uh, I don't know when I'll be reopening again, but nerosnotes.co.uk is open. And on that website, you will find lots of stationery, including many long sold out Dapper Notes. You can also subscribe to the Bookhead Club through Nero's Notes or through DapperNotes.com. So depending on where you are, go to either website. But if you go to Nero's Notes, you'll get your notebooks right away without question. So please do patronize uh, Stu's website and shop and do send him thanks if you're coming from this direction. And don't forget to get back to me and let me know what you think we should be doing. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this has been Dabber Notes. Actually, uh, hold on, DJ Enon. I do have something to add. The episode that you heard up until now was recorded with Stu very, very early for me on Wednesday morning this past week. It is now early Friday mornings, the shift between Thursday night and Friday as I'm recording this second part, just solo. And in the meantime, I have received test results for a COVID swab test. I had a prescription sitting with me for a few weeks now that a doctor gave me, and I just wasn't able to get a test done anywhere until some point this week when one of my neighbors told me that the National Guard opened up more spots in the local center. There were enough tests available. It wouldn't be something that would be taking resources from someone else. So I actually felt comfortable enough going there and getting that test. And just hours ago, I heard back that I'm good to go. The test results came back that I am negative for COVID-19. I do not have traces from whatever that test showed. Now, these tests are not perfect, but... They just add an affirmation to what we've been saying all along that I know I'm fine right now. I know I'm feeling okay. And I know that everything is good. I am going to be putting up a survey so you can answer very easily, so you can reply very easily. It's going to be a simple, you know, select an answer and then write something if you want to add sort of a thing. I'm going to have it as part of the show notes. I'm going to also have a blog post on the website where everything is linked together and you can make your comments. So I will repeat, please, knowing everything that you know, share with me your level of comfort and let me know, what should I be doing? And now we can play the music again. The episode is truly over. <laughs>